Oh my goodness, you can be seated in the presence of God. Welcome to Eastgate Church. I'm so glad that you're here today. My name is Josh, and we are going to have some fun. I get the privilege of being lead pastor here, which means I'm lead servant in the place. And boy, you are a good-looking bunch of people today. Look at y'all. Big welcome to everyone watching online. Uh, glad that you guys are tuning in. Can we give a welcome to our online audience today? Thank you so much for tuning in. It's so awesome to see the Lord bless us to be able to reach over 65 countries, 68 countries through our live stream and audio podcast. It's just amazing to see what the Lord does right now. Um, services from today are being broadcasted out over the Radio Condry Network, and I think that's just amazing that uh, the Lord is blessing us in this season to reach so many out of such humble hearts, I think. Um, I think the second you think it's got anything to do with you outside of your obedience, you're in trouble. Uh, I really do, and a big welcome, though. If you would, take a second. Um, if you're watching online, hit that like button, hit that share button, and even in-house if you want to. Help us spread uh, the word and the message, if you would, for everyone that takes the time to check in on social media or share the live stream on your page, which increases the reach of the service drastically. If you'll do that, what we'll do for every share and for every check-in today, we'll give a dollar to a missions effort so that while we're sharing the message we can help the message go forth in other areas of the world today so if you do us that favor that would be amazing you ready to have some fun today yeah. my goodness gracious i am excited about the the lord is doing in this season last week we started 21 days of prayer and fasting in the church for those that want to participate in it and i've heard nothing but good testimonies of what the Lord has already begun to do in some of our lives and how he's growing us. But this is a season of growth, I'm telling you, personal growth and corporate growth for us as the church. So if you're hungry and you're wanting to grow closer to God, let me just tell you out the gate, you're in the right place because yeah. we're serious about getting closer to the Lord. We started a 90-day personal growth challenge last week as a church, and it was funny because I was thinking, man, at best we'll see 10 to 15 people um, want to step up and sign up for this stuff because a lot of people like to talk about growth. Very few people like to participate in growth. And I was almost dumbfounded when I saw 44 people hang out after service last week and sign up for the personal growth challenge. This is amazing to see what God is doing. And if you didn't do that, that doesn't mean that something's wrong with you, okay? Different things for different people in different seasons. But I tell you, it was just amazing to see so many displayed that they were hungry and wanting to grow in the Lord. Just amazing things happening. Um, if you want to know more about our heart and our vision, we've got a great opportunity tomorrow evening at 7 with Elevate. Elevate's a chance for you to catch all of that and kind of get the inside scoop of the vision and what the Lord is doing. You'll hear more about that in a little bit. But if your heart is to grow, um, it's a great place to be on a Monday evening for sure. What kind of people are you? What kind of person are you? And when I say that, let me, let me show you this photo. Um, this is a photo, and you'll recognize this, of a gas gauge. Um, let's put that up there. What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person that looks at this and says, wow, I need to put gas in my vehicle? Or are you the kind of person that sees this as a personal challenge? You know what I mean? Personal challenge, people, let me hear you. Yeah, yeah. So that's you. I don't understand you. I don't understand it. I got faith, Pastor Josh. I get it. 
I get it. I also know faith without works is dead. Sometimes you got to put gas in the car to make it go. Like, me and my wife go back and forth on this all the time. And it was funny. I was thinking about this. I borrowed her car um, earlier this week. And, dude, she was, like, flirting with the Elon. And I'm like, seriously? Now, what are you going to do if there's an emergency and you got to go somewhere fast? You know, like when it's happening, you want to have to whip in and deal with a gas station. I'm a quarter of a tank guy. Like my gas will never drop below a quarter tank, ever. Rarely does it drop below a half a tank. Something just starts twitching in me and I got to fill it up. I don't know if that's OCD or, or what. I just don't like things to not be filled and not be complete and all of that stuff. But my wife and I go back and forth like, baby, put gas. It, it is legal in this country for women to put fuel in a vehicle. It's okay. It's legal in this country for anyone to put fuel in a vehicle like, at any point. You know, I just, so we go back and forth. That's her. Also, if you check my phone, when you open it up, you're going to see the home screen, and that's it. You have to open apps to get apps to open. When you open my wife's phone, she's got like 30 things already open on her phone. Anybody else like that? It's like always open all the time. I, I'll just sit there sometimes and start closing stuff out on her phone. I'm like, baby, you've got literally, there's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20. What is going on? It's just different people, different things. I get it. Um, I this, it bothers me that this is behind me and it's not full right now. I got to be honest with you. Uh, anybody else feel that way? Like, yeah. I, I feel, so it bothers me that it's like that. Um, it, yeah, it, 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 uh, uh, I, I'm going to look at you so I don't have to look at that. Um, I will say this. I'll concede and I'll say that it's okay sometimes, I guess, for your fuel gauge in your vehicle to hit this. Have you ever been through a season of life where you felt like this? If you haven't, just keep living. You know what I mean? And I, I know that's kind of a downer to start a service. I, I'll give you that. But, but life has a way of taking things out of you. And sooner or later, you're going to find yourself here. And this is what I know in seasons of growth, you will face the big E sooner or later. It's going to happen. And... I, I want to equip you today to be able to navigate this because this is an unavoidable reality in life. It's an unavoidable reality in your walk with God. You cannot outfaith fatigue. It's just going to happen sooner or later. All right, that's a word for somebody out the gate. Um, so faith is powerful, but sometimes you still got to deal with reality. You know. Um, sometimes faith brings blessings as you step out in obedience, but um, faith is something that can't be manipulated, you know. It's key when God's prompting you to step out in obedience. It's key in following the words of God, but you can't fake faith to get what you want, put a Jesus sticker on it either, you know. So sometimes um, that will happen. The greatest obstacle to consistency isn't discipline or effort, it's fatigue. And I know mentally some of you right now are challenging this because your, your issues have either been discipline or effort um, so far. And you're still working on crashing through those barriers. And I get that. But it's not so much discipline because you can be disciplined for a season. But what happens over time is you get tired of being disciplined. 
And it's not so much the effort because you can push through and, and give effort. And sometimes you hit those walls and giving effort where good is not enough and even your best is not enough. And you realize that sometimes you just can't give your best. You have to give what's required in a moment. And after a good season of giving what's required instead of your best, you get tired. And the way I'm wired as a person is, man, you push through that season. You push through that time. And I think there's a level of mental fortitude that you have to have, and I'm not knocking that. I think a lot of times we tap out on issues of discipline and discipline and issues of, uh, of effort. I think we do because we haven't learned to push past mental barriers. The Navy SEALs have this little rule that they operate by, and it's called the 60-40 rule. And the, the premise is this, is that at any point in doing something, you feel like you hit the wall. You know what I'm talking about? Just the wall. I got nothing left to give. I've got no more energy in the tank. They say that's usually when you've hit about 40% of your capacity. And people have another 60% on the other side of that wall if they will just mentally push themselves through that barrier because your body is wired to preserve itself and protect itself and there's just a safety mechanism in there that's kicked in where you start psyching yourself out and thinking man I, I got nothing left for this right here they say if you just push past that you'll find a whole nother world available it's amazing. I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big believer in pushing past my mental barriers, pushing past the comfort zones, pushing past through areas where I, I seasons where I don't feel comfortable. I don't like what's happening. I feel like a cat taking a bath and the bath water is life and I just want out of it. You know, I've learned to take a deep breath and just push through that stuff. But you can't always push through every season of life. Like sometimes you can push through the, the E-line and find a reserve tank, but eventually you're going to hit that E. Now, if you're like me and you like to push through barriers, like you, you, my philosophy is this. Listen, three strikes and you are not out. There's always one more thing you can do. There's always something you can try. There's always something to be done. There's always pick yourself back up and keep moving forward, you know? And, and if you're wired like that, what I just said earlier goes against the grain of everything that you are. But the truth is, the truth is, no matter how much you've got here and how much heart you have and how much determination you have, eventually you're going to hit those empty, depleted seasons of life. There's a reason for it. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and this is the, the challenge for this, and I, I'll just be honest with you, I'm walking on the tail end, I believe, of one of those seasons in my own personal life. So I giggled inside a few weeks ago when I felt the Lord prompt me to talk to you guys about this today. Um, I thought, okay, I hope they're ready for this because the, the, the challenge is to... And, and, and you guys that are mature in the Lord will, will, will appreciate this, is to figure out how to take a life's worth of experience in this process and break it down in a way that people can walk out of here in a portable fashion and apply to their lives. Amen. We only have so much time. We could talk about this until this time next week. 
because the depth of this topic is, is, is almost unending. And the challenge for most of us is in, in success in areas of our life and especially in success in seeing maturity in our walk with God and going to the depths that he wants us to and stepping into the areas of calling that he's calling us to is learning how to navigate these seasons well because most people cannot. So I'm going to try to give you some tools today to help you out. And Paul uh, is a great guy. Paul, I kind of connect with one of the nicknames for him in the New Testament is Unstop a Paul. Like you cannot stop this dude. He faced so many hardships, so many difficulties, so much persecution. Uh, It's unreal if you just read the highlight list of what this dude dealt with and how many like times he was whipped um, and beaten within an inch of his life. A lot of scholars think he was actually killed at one point, brought back to life when believers gathered around and prayed over him. Then the dude went right back into the city and started preaching again. You couldn't stop this guy. He was wired that way. But Paul discovered something that we're going to talk about today. Um, he had to deal with this thing, you know, that, that, that thorn in the flesh, that issue that Paul had to deal with. Um, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. In fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll pick up there in verse 8. It says, Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Have you ever prayed for God to take something out of your life? Have you ever prayed for God to take someone out of your life? You know what I mean? This is just... And three times Paul comes in and prays, and uh, each time he says, um, the Lord said no, and says, my grace is all you need. Wow. My power works best in weakness. That's a tough answer. It, it says he begged. He begged. That's what Scripture says. It's not like, Lord, if you could, please do this on my behalf. No, beg. You ever had a begging session with God? Let this up. I need a breakthrough. I need something to happen right here, right now. God, please do something, because if you don't do something, nothing is going to happen. And God says, no. I love you, but no. My grace is sufficient for you. I need you to trust me in this season and what you don't understand. Trust in my grace and what I've done for you. Because I've got a bigger plan at work than what you see. And in this moment of weakness in your life, that's when my power is the strongest. Everybody take a deep breath. Just Everybody say, Pastor, share what God told you to share. All right, you said I could. You said I could. All right, you tricked me. Yeah, I did, but still said it, so it's good. So let's, let's have some fun, because listen, having just walked through this, it's fresh, but I can look back on multiple times in my life where I have walked through seasons like that, where I've just said, God, let the pressure let up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like your boy's trying down here. It's not like I'm blazing another trail like Jonah. I'm submitted. I'm listening. I'm doing what you want me to do. What needs to change, you know? And he's just like, no, no. 
My grace is enough. Trust me. And these seasons aren't exactly fun. They're really not. And, and Paul grabbed a hold of this concept. He said, that's why I take pleasure. Holy junk. What, what, a, what a position to take. He said, this is why I take pleasure in my weaknesses. I like that he said weaknesses. Not just one area, like all of it. You know, I, I take pleasure in my weaknesses, and that's personal stuff. And then he says, and in the insults and the hardships and the persecutions, and that's the stuff that life throws at him. And then he breaks it down to another level, and he says, and then the troubles that I suffer for Christ. That spiritual attack that comes along with everything else that life throws at you. And he says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. It's a weird concept to grasp, I'll be honest with you. It's difficult if you're wired like me and maybe like some of you. It's difficult to think that weakness produces strength. That, that being at a place where things aren't and things can't means that things will and maybe things already have on the other side of it. Growing seasons are difficult. This is what I know. If you're growing sooner or later, you're going to walk into this and this growing process. All right. This isn't one of those get up and shout hallelujah kind of things. This is, hey, listen, if you want to grow, I'm telling you, there are thresholds you have to cross. There are barriers you have to press through. There are, there are times where you have to, in almost blind faith in that deep part of who you are, trust and stand firm when everything around you is on fire. And then you look up and you realize the entire time that there's a fourth man in the fire that's been with you all along. You understand? So there's those seasons. There's those seasons where... People call it seasons of testing, that threshing floor thing, that, that time where God is purging and, and cleansing and doing his thing. And maybe all of that is part of it. But not every time we hit empty, I think, is a God thing. I think we can, we can there's a lot of different factors, you know, that we give permission for some of this stuff to, to take place in our lives, and it doesn't have to. You know, we run ourselves out sometimes doing things. And I think sometimes we run ourselves down on empty. I mean, let's be honest with you. Um, we, I don't know how your schedule works. I got a crazy schedule. Pastor life is a busy life. Yes. You know, it, it's just crazy. Like you're home and sometimes everything's going great and you get a phone call and you're out the door to a hospital and it, it's just the weekly grind. And it's, it's great. I'm not complaining. I love it, but it's busy. And I think sometimes we let ourselves get too busy with things and we run ourselves down to empty. And God never intended for us to deplete ourselves. There's an element of wisdom that we have to employ in our own lives. Make sense? Um, and, and I'll say this, like parents, I know, like you feel this. Sometimes you, you got to go on the grind and you have to do things. There are seasons of life where you've just got to be busy. And I'll say this, listen, salute and props 
to every man and woman in this place that works late and gets up early and you pay the price, you go the extra mile to make sure that your children are taken care of because sometimes you just got to suck it up buttercup and make stuff happen for the household. You understand what I'm saying? They are depending on you and you have to make it happen. But here's a word of caution. Listen, you have to manage that carefully because in sacrificing yourself, you risk hitting the place where there's nothing left of you to give to the household. And boy, you're bringing in a whole lot of provision, but you're not providing the things that matter. You're not providing time. You're not providing love. You're not providing the counsel. You're not, you understand what I'm saying? So you got to be careful with those seasons. And Proverbs gives us a great warning. And, and honestly, it's kind of sobering. Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there's a path before each person that seems right but it ends in death. Sometimes we think we need to take the second job or the third job. Sometimes we think we need to take the different job, but is it always the will of God? Just because it seems right doesn't mean that it's God's will. And in our own reasoning and our own logic, and honestly, if I trust my reason and my desires, I know that I'm always going to make a decision in the flesh. If you don't hit pause and take time to pray and get the green light from God before you do what you feel like you need to do in a moment, you're running the risk of over committing yourself and burning yourself out. You know what I mean? I mean, did, did the Lord say you needed to do all the things that you're doing in your life or did you just feel like you needed to do it? Well, that's, that's, that's kind of a good filter to put things through. You know what I mean? I mean, you had the Friday evening off, you could have rested, and then everybody called you up and said, hey, let's go out and blah, 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 but did you need to go do that or did you need to rest? You know what I mean? We'll run ourselves crazy doing fun things, doing work, doing overcommitting ourselves with, I mean, it's, it's, it's overcommit, overcommit, overcommit. Let me give you a word that's going to set you free. Everyone say this. You already know what I'm going to say probably. It's a two-letter word. And it's fun to say sometimes, no, no, no. Here's what people don't think through, all right? The, the second job, the third job, the new job, well, it gives more money. More money is going to solve my problems, or will it create more? Is it going to take you out of what God's called you to do? Is it going to overstress you? Sometimes the more money ends up costing you more than it provides for. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and sometimes the new relationships, sometimes the, the business functions, sometimes it's just not worth it sometimes. Yeah. Very rarely do I find that people actually hit the brakes and, and pray over those decisions in our lives to make sure that it's right. Because it can seem right, but it doesn't mean that it is right. I counsel people all the time, and one of the more common factors that come into play is that they have overcommitted lives and in all that they're doing that seems right they have neglected what matters the most and they have burnt themselves slap out emotionally mentally and spiritually and it could have been avoided you know could have been avoided uh, and sometimes sometimes we let others run us down to empty sometimes we let other people run us down to empty I just this is what I've, I've noticed in in seasons where I'm running low, the D people show up. Yeah. 
the D people. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, the D people, the, uh, <laughs> the, the drama people and the drain you people. Every time got the drama people, like they don't contribute anything to you. And, and, and I get it. Like, it, look, look, everybody know a drama person? All right, so you know what I'm talking about there. They will drain you if you're not careful. It, it's funny. Every, sometimes those, those high-maintenance people, they're unavoidable, and it's predictable sometimes when they show up in your life. Seasons of low and seasons of tired, they magically appear. Every time, I'll just, my personal life. Now, I'm not complaining. I'll just tell you how it works for me, and it'll probably click, and, and you can relate with it. Anytime I get ready to take time off as a pastor to rest, Every witch and every warlock and every drama person in my proximity will start doing the same thing. They will start criticizing. They'll start, I mean, uh, they'll start causing trouble and scenarios and things that I got to fix either right before I go out or something that potentially is just sitting in the back of my mind and know that I got to deal with when I get back. You know what I'm saying? The drama people. So you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice and deal with what you got to deal with, all right? But sometimes you just got to shut the door on people. Yeah. Is that weird for a pastor to say that? And love them from a distance. Yeah. Love them from a distance. I'll pray for you, but I don't need none of that drama you got going on in your life to get on me. I got too much to do for the kingdom of God. I don't need your family problems to become my family problems. I don't need your work issues to become mine. I don't care what your cousin said about your aunt. Keep that in your side of the woods. I'm dealing with my own stuff over here. Sometimes you just got to draw a line and set boundaries because people have a way of taking the weight of their life and trying to put it on yours. And I don't know how it works for you, but I got enough to deal with and carry on my own. I don't need to carry somebody else's unresolved issues in my own life. So sometimes you got to create the boundaries and, and separate yourself. Negative people, I'll tell you, get them out of your life. If you're married to them, set up a counseling session and let's start na navigating through that. I'd say that because some of y'all are going to get home and say, Pastor said, you got to go. So right now, change it or well, I'll help you pack. You know what I mean? I, that's not what Pastor says. So it's just, it's just crazy, man. I, I went through a health scare um, last year, late spring, early summer, man, and, and my heart just started beating like crazy, just super fast. It was weird. It was something that had never happened before, atypical for me. And so I went in to get checked out and went through all these precautionary tests and had to do, you know, the stress tests and the echoes and, and all of this stuff. And uh, what was the, echo? yeah, the echoes and the, I just, the ATVs and XRZs and all the other stuff that they get. Oh my God, got poked with so many things. They ran all these tests and it was crazy. And uh, they found out that there was nothing wrong with me. I like I cleared all the tests. It was just one of those things. And they're like, well, keep exercising like you are. Keep your diet changed like you are. And you probably won't see anything else like this. This is awesome. Got the clean bill of health. And I was celebrating. And I'm like, man, my test came back great. Clean bill of health. The doctor said there's nothing wrong with my heart. It's great. And one person said, oh, be careful with that. That's what they told me two weeks before I had my heart attack. 
And I'm thinking, you're really fun at parties. I think I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Like the half empty person or the half full, half full, half empty. Thing? Yeah, they're half empty all the time. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that, man. I just, I just, no offense. I love you, but I don't need that in my life. Sometimes you have to draw those lines because those people will just suck the life out of you. And it's funny how they always show up in those low seasons. If I'm telling the truth, say you're telling the truth, Pastor. It's just true. And this, though, this, this is the not fun part of this conversation. Because sometimes God needs us to be on empty. Like sometimes we can run ourselves down, and if we're not careful, we let other people and their agendas for our lives deplete us. But sometimes God will put you on E. You ever experienced that? Why is it that nobody shouts amen and hallelujah when I say stuff like that? It's just amazing. He'll put you on E. He'll, he'll put you in those scenarios. It's just sometimes he'll put you there. And, and it's not that circumstances in life is happening. In these seasons, sometimes it's that God is himself setting up boundaries and borders to box us in, to bring us to a place where we just hit E. Well, I don't think God would do that. I just, everything he talks about blessing and, yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Because sometimes the pathway to the greater blessing goes through the valley. He'll definitely do that. He'll tear you down. And like working out, boy, this is my world right now. So get ready for a whole lot of workout examples for the next couple of months. This is my world. So when, when you're working with weights and heavier weights, and you guys that work out, you know this, you're, you're sore when you finish working out. You're sore because you have torn down your muscle. You have pushed it, you have stressed it, and literally you have torn the fibers of the muscle and pushed them past their level of normal operation. And basically, you destroyed your whole body. And we think that's great. How can destroying your whole body make you better? Because the body kicks in and begins to repair and build back and compensate for what it just experienced so that when it happens again, it's ready for it. That's why you gain strength. That's why you gain muscle mass. That's why you gain, that's, that's how you build your body up. You know, the Lord will do the same thing to you in seasons of life, especially seasons of growth. He will tear you down for the specific purpose of building you back up. And it's one of the most confusing seasons of life ever. It really is, man. Because you'll be, you'll be begging and calling out like Paul. And the answer is no. Just sit tight. Just sit tight. Like James said, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because the testing of your faith produces perseverance and perseverance has to produce, finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's the stuff that's not fun that creates the power and the blessing 
in our lives. Amen. Now that's growing up and that's mature. It really is. And, and what I know, every season of growth will bring you to a place where you're empty and you're tired and you're broken. Every time. And when it happens, somewhere inside of you, you should get excited. If it's not something you created for yourself, and it's not something you're allowing others to do in your own life, circle that. Because it could be that in a season of growth, God is removing and setting up walls to lead you to a place where you've got nothing left inside. I know I'm talking to somebody. You've got nothing left inside. You still show up. You still do what you're supposed to do. And you're crying out to God for a breakthrough in the situation. Or Lord, what, what is going on? You're being obedient, but you're empty inside. And it's not a physical thing, and it's not a mental thing. And those are things that contribute to it, but it's something different here. And it doesn't make sense. And the Lord is getting you empty here because when he removes enough of the things that we have in our lives, the distractions go away and we can accurately see the issues and areas that need to be addressed. When I get tired and I get empty, I get depleted. It, what, what, like, what, what are you saying? You ever wondered why you always get not grumpy but angry yeah. in those seasons? Mm -hmm. Well, there's some exposure. Yeah. Ever wondered why that that temptation gets so intense during those seasons to to just walk away? To find something new, to, to, to reboot, to restart, to find the... It's because of the things beginning to be exposed here that needs to be dealt with. It's funny. So we, we pour out, and we pour out, and we pour out. And I brought a pretty little jar. And we think, well, the Lord pours in, shake down, pressed together, running over, all that stuff. And we pour out in the different areas of our lives. We pour out, 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 we pour out. And if you're not careful personally, if you keep pouring out without letting the Lord pour in, you become empty. But that's your fault. It's not something he's doing. That's you. If you pour out and you pour out and you pour out, running yourself crazy, accomplishing other people's agendas and, what, and, and not protecting your calling and your time, you get empty. But there are seasons where the Lord will allow you to absolutely run dry. I mean dry, dry, dry. Nothing but dust, man. Am I talking to anybody this morning, by the way? And it's funny because we think, Lord, I'm empty. Fill me up. And the Lord says, okay, I'm going to fill you up. So you go to the Lord, 
and the Lord fills us up to hear. And we think oh, something's missing. Here is not here. Here is not here. Now it's funny, some seasons he'll let you run here. Some seasons he'll let you run here. Because the Lord will give you in each season what you need to pour out in each season. And he will create gaps in you. And you think, God, I, you, all you see is the gap. All you see is the, all, all I see is, is what is not there. And the Lord says, no, th this is good. This is good. This is why it's like he gives you what you need, but you don't have the money that you want in whatever season. You see the gap. It's not where it's supposed to be. It's not where it needs to be. There's, God, I, we're operating here. We need to be here. It just, is this just too real? You know what I mean? So, 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 so the gap is there. The, the gap is there. It just, Lord, I, I need, I need, I didn't know it, I'm all you need. I'm going to hear, but we see the gaps of loneliness. We see the gaps of isolation, different gaps between what he's pouring in and what we feel like we need to see. And the greater lesson is this, is that God wants us to change our perspective on the difference between here and here. We see the things that we don't have, but what God is creating is the potential for capacity for us to fill the gap with more of him. Because so many times the things that we think that we need, we don't need. We want. And those desires become distractions that potentially fill the space that God never intended to be filled with anything else but him. So the uncomfortable part of the whole process is God's here. I'm taking you down to here. I'm creating the scenarios in your life. I am making you uncomfortable, not so you can walk away, not so you can become frustrated, but so we can prune some things out of you and out of your life to create the capacity for more of me that I know you need for the next season that I need to bring you into. Amen. See what I'm saying? And it's, it's so uncomfortable and uh, you get this feeling of wonkiness because everything's right, but everything's wrong. Everything's lined up, but it feels so off balance. That's because he's got you right where he wants you. And it's funny because a lot of things start to happen then. When, when the gap is there, now we have a choice. Do we go back to the things that we used to use to fill the gap, or do we trust the Lord in the season to just operate in what he's given us? This is what I know. 
There are people in here desperate for growth. You're desperate to step into that, that calling that you've put off. You are desperate. You are desperate to see things change and your walk with God and you're hitting this wall and you're wondering what the deal is. God sent me here to you today to just let you know what the deal is. Listen, you're okay. You're in the right spot. You got to trust a little bit more. If you didn't create it yourself and you don't have boundaries that need to be fixed, you're doing everything right, but everything is stacking up in a different kind of way. You are right where the Lord wants you to be on the verge of something amazing if you respond the right way. It's crazy. I was reading in the Bible, um, you know where Jesus was fixing to start his public ministry and it says that the Spirit led him to the desert um, and he prayed and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I know some of us were in the middle of this fasting process. 40 days and 40 nights without food and water. A human cannot do that. You, you die. Um, 999,000 times out of a million, you die. You know what I mean? Um, and Jesus did not. He's 100% human and 100% God. And I think there's a spiritual element there that preserved him. For sure. Question though, do you think in the process of 40 days and nights of fasting that Jesus had become depleted and empty? Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. How long am I going to fast? Like, we have the benefit of reading this with a different perspective. In that moment, Jesus is just being obedient to what the Spirit is leading him to do. Question. When the enemy came to tempt Jesus at the end of that process, do you think that Jesus was fasting and praying to prepare for that encounter with Satan? Or do you think that Satan recognized a moment of emptiness and potential vulnerability in Jesus and tried to strike while the iron was hot? What do you think? Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both. But I have found in my own life, though, that in seasons of emptiness, this is where the enemy becomes most active. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm telling you. Because he knows the battle is here. Okay? The battle's here in the gap. Our battle is to completely submit and be like Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I'm going to do what I know I'm supposed to do, and I'm going to trust you to do what you need to do in me to get me ready for whatever is going on. You're the boss, not me. That's our battle. That's our choice. The enemy knows this in these seasons. And, and when we're empty, here's the thing. We're going to fill ourselves up with something. We're going to fill this gap with something. It's either going to be God or it's going to be the perceived needs and desperation and the, the greatest hits that we've always played in our lives up until that point. It's either going to be that or it's going to be 
God. It's going to be trust. It's going to be be still and know that I am the Lord. And so the temptation comes and the pressure comes and the frustration comes because he wants to get you busy fighting battles that don't matter. So in a season of exhaustion and depletion, you are completely wiped out. He wants to take you from E to gone spiritually. And a moment where God wants to grow you spiritually, in a sense, you become vulnerable, especially to choices in those moments because all of this is raw and exposed. And here come. Am I talking to anybody today? I just... I am telling you, man, if it, this is about as raw and as real as it gets. This is what he does. Because if he can wear you out with the stuff that doesn't matter, you lose sight of what does matter. Because the choice is still yours. God can set us up for the next level, but we still got to step into the next level. You know what I mean? And the enemy's always there to fight us every step of the way. So recognize the schemes and recognize the tactics and see what's going on. We already have enough going on in this season. It's important to recognize what the enemy is doing. How do I know, Pastor Josh? Well, quick answer is if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, that's a good indicator. Okay, because you're depleted and you're gone. And that is not the time to look at your spouse and say, yeah, it's time to re-up. You know what I mean? It, it, he, he's so tricky with what he does. To be empty so we can be filled up. Anytime you enter a season of growth, you're going to hit this. And you'll find yourself, this is, this is just me, you'll find yourself... Man, it is a battle just to come to church. It's a battle just to operate in my ministry. It's a battle just to open up the word of God. I'm, I'm just beyond spent. It's a battle to guard my mind and my mouth around people. It is, everything becomes a battle. It is a battle it is a battle to not just step away and go and do what's easy. Instead of staying where it's uncomfortable, it becomes a battle. Every season of growth, this is going to happen. A good indicator to know you're walking through this is when you begin to say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with the people. I'm done with the job. I'm done with the spouse. I'm done with the children. I'm done. I just, I tell you right, if I won the lottery tomorrow, everybody would wonder where I went. I'm done. I'm out the door. I am done. I can't do it anymore. God, what is going on here? You're in the right place. You're in the right place. What you do now, is this, is this freedom for anybody this morning? I'm just telling you, oh my gosh. See, so, so the, the key becomes to learn to slow down 
and not quit. To slow it down because the gaps are here so he can fill up fresh and new to prepare and equip for what you're going to need for the journey ahead. Okay? You can't walk into tomorrow with what worked for yesterday. You just can't. You just can't do it. Here to here. So it's funny. This is, this is where people, they, they step away from ministry. They step away from all of that stuff because they're like, man, I just can't know. Slow down. Don't stop. Slow down. Don't stop. And take time to draw closer to the Lord. And these seasons, listen, the prayer isn't, God, I need you to provide money. And these seasons, the, the prayer isn't, God, I need you to. No, in these seasons, the cry out becomes, God, I just need more of you. Amen. That's what it has to be. But it has to be. I can point back to season after season after season in my own personal life where God has brought me through this process to, to that moment. And the question is always, am I enough? So am I, is my grace sufficient? Am I enough? Because if I am, then just draw close to me and let daddy take care of it for you. God Almighty, am I enough? It's funny. I, I tell you, you, you start drawing close to him, and it's like, man, I just things aren't going right, and I'm just depleted, and I'm just empty. But let me just tell you, but can you find, can you find a praise somewhere in your heart? Like in, in the middle of that, that desert season or the valley, can you find the praise in your heart? You might not be able to find the, like the desire to look like super Christian. You know what I mean? Like we all try to look like sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so start quoting scripture all the time. The devil's attacking passion. But bless God, I know I'm above only and not beneath. And blah, blah. But yeah, but, but we all know sometimes when, when the teenagers are doing what they do, it's not like, well, I'm above only and not beneath. It's, I'm going to punch you in the throat and drag you out in the wood. You know, what, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, just there's a difference between projection and reality. And sometimes you've got to process through that stuff, but if you can find a praise in your heart, then things begin to shift a little bit because your focus is beginning to shift a little bit. And it's not on the gap or even on the oil that's there for the season. It's on the provider himself. And in him is the provision in everything that you need because he is enough, you know? And, and sometimes it's good while you don't want to live in the past. Sometimes it's good to stop and remember. To remember the times that he's provided. To remember the times that he's made a way where there wasn't a way. To remember the times where he brought in the job that you were needing. Remember that? Remember when you didn't have the vehicle, but now you do? Remember when you didn't? Remember what he did and get a praise in your heart. Remember when the giant was there, but now it's not? 
Remember when the mountain needed to be moved, but now it is? You understand? Remember when you didn't think you could make it to the next day, but here you are so many seasons later standing on the faithfulness of God because he will never let you down. He will always give you what you need. It might not be what you want, but he's trying to grow you into who he needs you to be for his purpose and his calling. Question then becomes, are we willing to let him do what he needs to do? It's, it's an amazing paradox in a way. 2 Corinthians 12, 10, it says, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, in the insults, the hardships, the persecutions, the troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. You want to be strong in the spirit? You want to continue to grow? Get used to being weak. Get used to being on empty sometimes. At least your perceived level of empty. Because God is creating the gap that he needs to grow you the way that he needs to. So don't stop. Slow down. Don't give in to the enemy's attacks. Fight the battles that matter the most. Check out your schedule. Make sure you're not overcommitting yourself. Check your circle of friends and make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are going to point you toward God. But more importantly, more importantly, don't go after the things you think you need. Go after the one that holds it all in the palm of his hands. All right? That is where the battle is. I feel the presence of God in here like a freight train. Boy, I could ask a thousand questions right now. Because I know there are people in this room and maybe even watching online, you're empty. You're on empty. Maybe for different reasons. But we're on empty. So I think maybe that could be a trap question in a way to say, hey, if you're on empty, let's come up and let's pray and trust God in this season. I think a better way to phrase this might be this. Do you trust God to take you to empty? So that he can fill you with everything that he needs to put in for this season. I know some of you are in here and you're on empty. And you're going to need to trust Him. This is what I know too. If you're hungry to grow, you're going to hit this. And you're going to need to trust Him. So, yeah, I think that's the best way to say this. If you would say, God, I trust you. to take me to empty or I trust you during the empty seasons. I think there needs to be a response to this, honestly. So if that's you, the Lord's speaking to you, whether you're in the process of growth, heading towards that, or you're in the middle of it right now for whatever reason, let's just know one, two, threes, no nothing like that, man. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I want you to get out of your seats right now. Come join me at the altar and let's just pray. 
Let's just let God begin to pour into us. I know. I know. Man, I know it gets confusing. I know in these moments, like the issues, the, the directions, the, it, it, it all has a haze on it. And there's a question mark on it. So we either need to look at our schedule, we need to look at those around us, or we need to stop for a second, if all of that's correct, and say, okay, Lord, what are you leading me to here? This is the pivotal moment for everybody that's up here. And any time we hit these seasons, it's pivotal. It's, it's like a children of Israel going around the desert trying to cross into the promised land, kind of pivotal. Either you make another lap or you cross over. You know what I mean? I don't like laps. I like going from point A to point B. Pivotal. That's why the burden is so heavy. You understand? That's why the fight is so real. That's why for some of us, it's such a desperate moment. Because it matters. It matters. It matters. God Almighty, to let Him just take us down so He can build us up. You know why many are called but few are chosen? Trust the Lord. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when He's the one doing the pruning. I think if someone loved me at my worst and sent his son to die for me when I didn't deserve it, someone whose motive towards me has been nothing but love, I can trust him in a season to remove things that need to be removed because I know his motivation is right. So there's fear that comes into play and trust is an issue and it's uncomfortable as I'll get out. These are the moments though. These are the moments that define your spiritual growth. Is he enough? If you can settle that issue in each season, then there's no limit to how deep you can go in your relationship with God. There's no limit to how powerful then you can become in the spirit. There is no limit to where God can take you in his plan for your life. Because in each season, he's going to make sure that he doesn't need it settled. But for you, you need to settle that issue in each season. Is he enough? Is his grace sufficient? Let's lift up our hands. Father, Lord, we just worship you. Father, I can give these people encouragement, but I can't change anything in their heart. Lord, I can give them wisdom, but I can't, I can't do anything to make it click so they can apply it. I, 
Lord, I'm so limited in the Holy Spirit. This is why you're the teacher. Father, I know you've given this word for them and so many that will hear it later and for those that are watching online right now. Lord, you bring us to these moments to build us up into something that you desire. So collectively, with our hands raised before you, Father, Lord, we trust you in the things we don't understand. Father, we trust you in this season where we're doing everything right, but it's like we're in a holding pattern that you're pulling things out of us and bringing up issues from inside of us. Lord, give us the insight to be able to recognize this and deal with these things as you expose them in your presence as we draw closer to you. For some of us, Lord, we're there and and the words are, I'm done. I just, I have nothing left to give. And maybe that's true in and of ourselves. But Father, help us to, to not fall back to our wisdom, our understanding. Lord, that we trust in you with all of our heart. And trust that you will direct our paths, Lord. Our job is to be obedient, not to figure it all out. Lord, we trust in you. We trust in you. Father, for those of us, we feel like we've hit that bottom inside. Holy Spirit, I just pray, Lord, that you pour yourself out on these people. That you give us everything that we need and teach us to take our eyes off of the things that we feel like we need and the things that we want and the pressures that we put on ourselves. Lord, we are accountable to no one else ultimately but you. Father, we trust you. We trust you to do what you need to do in our lives. Father, you are enough. Father, for some of us, we're like that man who cried out to Jesus and said, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Lord, we believe, we trust. Father, we trust in you. Lord, help us with the areas where where we need the encouragement the most. Show yourself once again to be faithful and trustworthy and powerful. Lord, we trust you. We trust you not in others, not in ourselves. We trust you. We trust you. Father, I come against the lies and the deceptions of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus because his goal is to get us to withdraw to the place where we find ourselves on an island, isolated and alone, where he can have his way with us. Father, let no one, let no, if, if we have put ourselves on that island, Lord, call us back to the place of prosperity in your spirit. Call us back to a place of connection with a body of believers. Call us back to the place of engagement and who you called us to be and what you called us to do. Lord, teach us to slow down in these moments, but not to stop. Lord, show us that being weary in seasons doesn't mean that we're weak. In fact, it's quite the opposite that when we feel the weakest, that's when the potential is there for us to be the strongest. Because your power, the word says, is made perfect through weakness. 
So, Lord, grow us into who you need us to be. Lord, we trust you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Father, we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Let's give God praise in the house this morning. Uh, you guys can return to your seats if you can. I know we could stay here all day on this. You talk to anybody who would qualify in our minds as being powerful in the spirit or changing the world, and you start talking to them about the process, they're always going to point to the brokenness. The brokenness gives birth to the next season. So be encouraged by that. Be encouraged by it. You're going to wake up stronger the next day. You're going to be better in the next season. Let me pray over you, and then we're going to move on in service. Father, thank you again for what you've spoken to us today, for the practicality of it, Lord, for the wisdom in your word. Father, for how it speaks to every area of our lives. Lord, let us all be encouraged in our spirits, Lord. Probably we're right where you need us to be. We just got to trust you to fill the gap and be what we need. Father, we give you glory and we give you praise for that in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen.